So this week I am torn and confused about how to deal with people who believe in insane imaginary conspiracy theories. My knee-jerk reaction has always been to make fun of them, which of course pisses them off even more. And these people are already plenty pissed off. My taunting instinct is contrary to the prevailing psychological theories regarding deprogramming cult members that advises patience, respect, and understanding. Techniques I would not be in favor of when trying to control a sexually transmitted disease or a rabid raccoon. Here's a situation where patience, understanding, and respect just might not have the desired outcome. You're walking through a locker room after a round of golf, and there's a group of Republicans who are complaining about the election and telling each other that it was stolen. One of them looks around the room and says, of course he won in a landslide. Let's see a show of hands. How many of you guys voted for that senile socialist Biden? No hands go up. The guy says, see what I mean? QAnon lunatic-in-chief Marjorie Taylor Greene asked the same question to people who came to one of her recent rallies. She said, look around the room, people. Any of you vote for Joe Biden? Now, here's the thing. That irrationale actually made sense to the assembled group of Republican Trump supporters and to the people who bought tickets to the Marjorie Green Matt Gates reinstate Trump on the 13th crowd, which is a little like going to a Guns N' Roses concert and asking for a show of hands of how many people would like to hear them do the best of ABBA. I believe in reason. I believe in things that make sense. They apparently believe in things that do not make sense. This is better known in the vernacular of higher learning as nonsense. And people who believe in nonsense are known in the vernacular of higher learning as stupid. There is simply no other word that gets the job done as well. Which brings me to the subject of diehard Trump supporters, of whom there are apparently a shitload. In a previous podcast, I pointed out that 87% of Republicans still support Donald Trump. This does not mean I should point out that 87% of Republicans are stupid. Some of them are very smart. I play golf occasionally with guys who make up the very smart Trumpers. If your moral priorities are the growth of your portfolio government give-backs to the richest people, and keeping people of color in their place, it doesn't mean you are stupid. It means something else entirely, which I have blathered on about for hours in previous podcasts. But it turns out that 70% of Republicans believe that the 2020 election was stolen and not approvingly when Donald Trump says... Frankly, we won in a landslide. So if you're at a cigar party with rich guys who play golf and you look around the room, seven out of every 10 of the guys who are trying their best to get mouth and throat cancer because it's their right are stupid. I conclude this 
based on established principles of reason and logic. The most persuasive evidence that the election was stolen, aside from straw polls taken among Trumpers that show that Trumpers did not vote for Biden, turns out to be that the MyPillow guy says so. The MyPillow guy heard Trump forcefully explain that everybody knows it and many people agree with me. That's it, folks. That's good enough for 70% of Republicans. Which brings me to a principle of reasoning known as the burden of proof and the argument from ignorance. The burden of proof principle is a relatively new one, so Republicans cannot be expected to be up on modern trends in advanced reasoning. It has only been with us since 500 BCE, around the time of Pythagoras. It's not like there is any proof Neanderthals or even Philistines knew about the burden of proof, which I concede explains the ignorance of scores of Republicans. It goes like this. Follow closely. The person making a claim that something happened is the one who has the burden of proving that it happened if he wants it accepted as having actually happened, as opposed to what is known in the vernacular of our times as complete bullshit. Was I going too fast for you? Complete bullshit is the opposite of something that actually happened. Here's an example I've used many times. President Trump said he saw TV news footage of thousands of Muslims in New Jersey cheering on rooftops after the 9-11 attack. If nobody else saw it, in order to prove that it was true and that he wasn't simply making it up like he usually does, President Trump and the MyPillow guy who nods like an idiot at everything he says had the burden of proof to show us the TV news footage. They are the ones making the claim. Republicans, are you following here? This isn't real difficult. If you are confused by this principle, you should not attempt to do anything with power tools or carving knives. You could get hurt. There was no such TV footage. Nobody in the world could find it. Ergo, President Trump and the MyPillow guy failed to carry their burden of proof about their assertion that thousands of Muslims were on New Jersey rooftops cheering 9-11. And if you still believe Trump about seeing such TV footage, you are stupid or a moron. Take your pick, Trumpers. There are only two conclusions we can logically come to about Trump and the imaginary rooftop New Jersey 9-11 Muslims. One, he is mentally unstable, delusional. He imagines things and then thinks they are real. This is the same as saying that he is completely batshit crazy. Two, he is a pathological, stinking liar. You choose. 
then explain why you still support them. But wait. This argument about Muslims on the New Jersey rooftops ain't over. The fallback position is, oh yeah? Well, you can't prove it didn't happen and that bad guys didn't destroy the TV footage. There are two ways to handle the obstinate Trumper at a time like this. You can explain the other ancient principle of reasoning and logic known as the appeal to ignorance. This is a tried and true technique that Donald Trump has made a living abiding by for a long time. I'm going to explain this principle in simple terms that the 70% or a typical whale barnacle should be able to understand. The fallacy usually occurs when you argue that your conclusion must be true because there is no evidence against it. This is the famous, oh yeah, you can't prove that it didn't happen. And it applies to arguments such as the one that posits that underground shape-shifting giant Jewish lizards are controlling the world. Marjorie Green believes lots of stories like this and often wins arguments by saying things like, oh yeah? The burden of proof is a principle you may know is used in jurisprudence. When the prosecutor attempts to put somebody in jail for doing bad shit, he has the burden of proof to establish that the person he wants to incarcerate did the bad shit. That's how courts work. And I, for one, am glad about that. How about you? Trumpers can often be heard to yell while foaming at the mouth at Trump rallies to lock her up and string them up. Known in the vernacular of white nationalists as lynching. They believe the burden of proof shifts to the people they don't like to prove that they didn't do whatever. Or they could believe that the people they are mad at shouldn't be allowed to present any proof. Go right to jail or the gallows. It's hard to know what these morons believe, but they do not believe in the burden of proof. The idea of courts and trials and burdens of proof is, I hope, a helpful one. Because in this country, courts are where we go with complaints about wrongdoing. And when we go there, it's the complainer's burden of proof to establish wrongdoing. Now, speaking of going to court, you might have heard that 60 times Trumpers went to court to show that the election was stolen. About half of the judges that heard the complaints were appointed by Trump or other Republican presidents. Sixty times they were thrown out for failure to provide any proof whatsoever that the election was stolen. Now, I did the math for the 70% who believe it was stolen. If you strike out 60 times in a row and then go away and sulk, your batting average is, any hands from the Trumpers? Does the term zero resonate with any of you? If your response is, oh yeah, 
well, I still believe it was stolen. If that's your response, and you can't understand why the rest of us may think you are stupid, well, there's a reason. Maybe if I put it this way, let's say the Antifa crowd successfully takes over your city. They come to your golf course at your private club and announce that they believe that you have built the course on sacred, illegally acquired Native American burial grounds stolen from those people by colonial smallpox-carrying genocidal oppressors. As punishment, they're going to acquire the property by eminent domain and take all the good tea times for themselves because you guys are the spawn of genocidal colonialists. You might ask, one, what they've been smoking, or two, where is your evidence about the burial grounds? They respond that everybody knows it and many people agree with them. Will that be good enough for you when you tee it up with an hour of daylight left? Explain why you aren't going to accept that explanation. I'll wait right here. If your answer is, that's different because it is, well, you have successfully mastered Trump-style reasoning. Next week, we'll talk about parenting and why the explanation, because I said so, might not be convincing to a child over the age of three, yet makes perfect intrinsic sense to the 70% who think the election was stolen.